Okay, that is a Slipknot, and the name of that song is Psychosocial. What Cartman think? He thought that it was pretty. Why don't you do oh, it? Crap. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you trying to play, Kyle? <laughs> so, this, look at this. It right here and right here are my uh, Cartman bites. Are my Cartman bites, and so I just selected the wrong one. So, what did he really say? He didn't like it. No, that's what I just did. Oh, you did that. I did that. Cartman actually thought that it was pretty. All right. Yeah. So you know, when you're running Mission Control over there, things can you know. How should I know? I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked across um, Guns and Gadgets. I'm not subscribed to him anymore because he... Wait, I am subscribed. I thought I unsubscribed because of all of his clickbait uh, lead-ins. Yeah, it's just a little stupid. I didn't see all this, but he says, Good news, all federal gun control bills are dead. Now, y'all have to look that up on Guns and Gadgets. I don't know what that means. I know they're dead. He didn't need to tell me that. The Second Amendment... That means all of these unconstitutional laws are null and void on arrival, like DOA. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't need a document. I don't need him to tell me what my rights are or what the law is or anything like that because I know what it is, and I'm going to defend it. And God help anybody that tries to stop me. Yeah, well, that's the way we need to, you know, and we've been talking about engaging enforcement level and, um, and reasoning with, um, you know, your, your local law enforcement, your state police. get The get, ones that can be reasoned with. The ones that are constitutional, conservatives, and defend liberty. Um, you know, and um, just say, we, we're not going to comply with this. Uh, we're not turning anything in. I, I, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you. I definitely don't want to get into debate about that. I don't know if it's the wisest thing to just approach any law enforcement officer about and, and just say, oh, we're not going to comply with this. No, and, I wouldn't. Well, no one's saying that. Well, well, but I mean, but here's the thing: the ones that you would even consider approaching about that we, are the ones that we already know aren't going to be going along with it, and they're dropping their badge on the desk the the day that they're ordered to go see somebody's guns. So at well, the end of the day, just wait for them to show up because then that that's like the perfect field screening. I mean, if they're showing up to try to seize things or to tell you you're in violation and crap like that then they've marked themselves, they've identified themselves as what side they're on. Well, we need good cops. And I don't think a career law enforcement officer who's a good cop, a good citizen, should have to turn his badge in. I think he, no, should, he, stand, he should stand with other like-minded police officers and say, you know, go to their chief sure. or, or go to their sergeant and say, this is who we are. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. That sounds really good on paper, but I mean, you got to think about all the departments out there. That that maybe maybe there's only two on the department that um, that think that way, or, or maybe in some cases only one, or maybe only three. Well, if it's I, in a big city. If yeah. it's if it's in a, well, yeah. So I mean, but even in your localities, I mean, I am not going to speak further on the subject because I could probably really step in it here in a hurry. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you, think about where we live. And, and think about how that would go over because I know a lot of these guys and I know about a lot of the others. And, and yeah. so, it, it, you know, you got to be careful doing that. I mean, in my opinion, what I would rather do is wait for them to mark themselves by if they're coming to enforce or just to even just serve papers like you're in violation, you have until such and such a date to comply, 
you know, we're not arresting you now or anything like that or seizing property, but I mean, you need to turn this in before such and such a date uh, or it's going to be a felony. I mean, they've marked themselves. Once they've served papers like that, once they've done that, you need to, to look very closely at the name that is upon their badge. Um, well, I guess it's not on their badge most of the time, but I mean... It, uh, well, it can be. It, it can depends be. on whether, you know, whether they're... You get the idea. You up. need to find the name and mark it. Write it down. Figure out who this person is. And Figure ask some of your allies in the department, well, what about this dude? You know, if tell you're you. fortunate enough to have allies yeah. in the department, because a lot of people aren't going to... They won't, that's true. But anyway, um, at this point, we don't have anything that's violating anything. If they make a law that says I have to turn something I've already owned in, not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I think I'll probably just go ahead and yeah, keep, my keep my guns. Thanks. So we're going to do the range day and match. It's on January 6th. It's Friday, range day. Come and celebrate the insurrection with us <laughs> and uh, send some lead down range. January 6th, we meet at 11 a.m. at Subway. I wish it was an insurrection. I mean, good day. <laughs> I, I mean, if it were an actual insurrection, we, maybe we would still be free people. That's all I have to say. I, I mean, maybe we would still like actually I, I have, have to assume that there were some skirmishes leading up to the Revolutionary War that yeah. were false starts and false starts and, you yeah. know and a lot of those guys vacillated we've talked about that well we, we know that there were I mean we have examples of them but I mean anyway when it's the right time it's the right time and God will show us and God will have our backs and our fronts and all sides you know if we're you know behaving correctly in accordance with his will but um January 6th, yes, uh, range day, 11 o'clock a.m., Subway and Bland. The weather looks good. It's showing to be in the mid to high 50s, light wind and sunshine. That sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. We could do uh, Saturday, too, uh, for the match. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, and the, the weather is about the same for Saturday. Of the match, there might be a little light rain coming late in the evening, but the match will be over by then. So I believe that the hill will be clear and dry, and uh, I look forward to seeing a lot of you guys out there. Um, been a few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. I had to cancel the last one because it was sub-zero, and the hill was too. The hill was slopped. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, basically, you could have a like a. You'd have to have like a badass Willys Jeep to get up the hill. I mean, that's about mm -hmm. the only thing that's gonna make it. So I saw um, Eric Cortina interview Eric Trump. Eric Trump, uh, Donald Trump's son, one of his sons, a uh, big hunter, uh, reloader, rifle builder. Um, he uh, apparently a fan of the Seven Psalm cartridge. Oh, I know somebody that would be totally titillated by that. It might be Eric Trump might have, but I can't find that brass one. <laughs> <laughs> probably got yeah. trailer loads of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna write an email, not that he'll ever read it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Eric why he cannot find seven psalm brass. <laughs> well, oh you're gonna say it's because of this dude down Tennessee. Yeah, he's down in Tennessee and his name may or may not rhyme ah, with don't Um no, I was figuring Trump's probably got the inside track. Getting well, stuck. that's probably true. I mean, you know, and he can afford it. I mean, he can pay $10 per case for brass or, you know, off a gun broker and stuff like that. No problem. So, I mean, he's not hurting for brass or powder. I no. can guarantee you that. So, 
Uh, I got an email from one of our clients. Uh, I'll just give his first name, Ernie. He says, thank you, greatly appreciate your approach and instruction to long range shooting. One thing that makes it even more enjoyable is that everyone else there with their kestrels and talking about what exact powder charge they use, he, was, he went to an ELR shoot. And humidity and barometric pressure, et cetera. And we're shooting every bit as good as they are, if not a little better with nothing more than a range card. Nice. Just goes to show we had better teachers. LOL. Exactly. Thanks. Good for you. I, I mean that that is that is a hundred percent true. And I, we appreciate that, Ernie, for sending us that feedback. No, we we do because I, I mean you see a lot of these guys they show up to the range and they're screwing around with a bunch of this this crap, you know, this garbage equipment that they think that they need, and it's only hindering them because they're they're spending too much time trying to figure out how to use this this bullcrap equipment, and they're neglecting the things that actually matter the things that are going to make them a better shooter the things that are going to improve their fundamentals the things that are going to improve their muscle memory the things that are going to to, to further them uh in their match performance and they just they just all they want to do is is screw around with their friggin cash flow gadgets as the crazy yeah. russian hacker says gadget gadget got me gadgets mm. he's making millions i guess um, big time no doubt I'm afraid I need a little bit more, uh, that, uh, proper draw. Beautiful sound. There we go. Okay. That's some proper 12. Cartman wanted proper 12 tonight, so. Maybe next, uh, maybe next week we'll try proper 13. I don't think there is one yet. <laughs> I love this proper 12. It's folks. good, I'll tell you. It, I it's, mean, it, it is smooth. It's, what is it, 80 proof? I think it's 80, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Well, whiskey. Heck yeah. So, it's, in my opinion, as far as smoothness goes, Quiet Man has it beat by just like a fuzz. Quiet Man's pretty smooth. I don't know, I just like the, I like the proper 12 with a little bit of ice melt. It let the ice melt and then it just smooths it right you're up. just contaminating your whiskey. No, 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 I, I mean, it's not contaminated. It's contaminated. I'm dipping I, an Oreo now, mm, watch this. Well now, dipping the mm. Oreo doesn't contaminate. That I can get that, but I mean, mm. it needs to be neat. It needs to be Adrian Monk approved. That dipped Oreo. Glad you enjoyed it there. Um, I just realized we have like a cat infestation in here. Any second, you guys could start hearing like cat noises in the back. You're gonna hear cat skulls hitting the floor. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bobbert and Chucky fight and they wrestle, and it will start. Probably. Yeah. If you hear just like a massive thunk, that's uh, one of the two of them skulls hitting the ground. Usually Chuck's because he's only about half the weight of Bobber. <laughs> Bobber's about as big as a panther over there. <laughs> anyway, um, so I um, wanted to talk about identifying potential enemies, and I'm not talking about somebody that's gonna run up to your door, knock on it, and when you open it, shoot you. I'm not talking about that kind of enemy. I'm talking about, well, let's put it this way, libtards. And you, you may have them in your own family. You may have sellouts in your own circle, even of friends. Uh, I have, in the since the Trump era, and we are in the Trump era, and you know why we still know we are? Because the liberals won't let it go. They just worried sick about Donald Trump. All well, let me clarify something real quick. I don't like Trump. 
So, I mean, go ahead and continue. Um, I like him all right. He's a little gay. Oh, Fru-Fru? Yeah. No, he's not. He's gay. Couldn't have Melania for watching. Yeah, yeah, that's decoy. That's like a total decoy. I mean, he just wanted people to think he's not, but, I mean, everybody knows he's gay. Well, Donald Trump is... His biggest downfall is this Vax thing, and we've got some updates on that. And you guys are not going to want to miss the WVAX update in the moment. But uh, Unless you're, you're Vax, you probably do want to miss it. But I mean, no, I, I think there's some potentially good news for people who have had it. That's true. There is some, some potentially good th- news that is true. There is for some folks good news. who've had it. Um, so we'll go over that in a little bit. Uh, bottom line, though, Miss Licker, is do not take another shot. You know, don't you take know. a tetanus shot. You know, people people think, well, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna take uh, the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine. There's or the evidence. Tetanus. There's evidence now. They're contaminating all they of put them. mRNA and the flu vaccine. Stay away from that crap. Yeah, don't take any shots anymore, guy. I mean, don't do it. It just it's not worth it. You know, we we have talked to to so many people who have been in you know the medical industry, funeral home in, industry. If you know what I mean, I mean people that embalm. Well, and I just I have yeah I we're getting ahead of ourselves, so I do want to go into the WVAX, but I will um, go over what I got the email I got back from the uh, funeral home that handled my brother's death, which I'm now convinced he died from you know the clot shot the clot shot. But anyway, um, identifying your enemies potential enemies um, you make like I said family maybe former friends in the Trump era that's where we went off the rails you had to make sure everybody knew you hadn't had yeah because he means gay and um, I've lost friends over him you know people just some of these liberals you know if you say one positive thing about Donald Trump they just melt down they just flat lose it, and uh, they just write you off. Unfriend Terry. <laughs> and that's what they do. <laughs> and I've been unfriended on Facebook by a bunch of them. So um, you you need to, and, and speaking of Facebook, social media, especially if you have local forums like we have in our county, um, go on there and throw out something Put a little bit of blood in the water for the libs. Put a little bit out there. You find out who these people are. Even after they start using fake profiles, you still know who they are. But, um, and see how they react to it and see who else. See what other newcomers react to it. I was very disappointed uh, in someone locally that uh, is a hell of a pizza maker who was speaking out against Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, it was my post, but he showed up and said uh, that uh, he wasn't justified. He was very justified. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he, the old boy probably got his info from CNN. But, and I, I don't know that he would per se be an enemy, I w- but I would have to put a marginal note down about that guy. Um, in other words, what, what kind of enemy, what can they do? Well, they can go say, well, we're going to red flag these people. You know, Don't threaten me with a good time. Nemen naris mihi apu bonum tempus. Or something like that, you know, or just two or three of them get together and decide, he's really made us so mad, 
what are we gonna do now, Terry? Well, let's uh, let's say he was brandishing one of his AR-15s. He was riding through the Walmart parking lot. And we all three saw it. We get our story straight, and he goes to jail. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. As if I'd be stupid enough to do that, riding through the parking lot brandishing an AR. But you know, you gotta know what do they say: friends close, enemies closer. Find out who they are, know yeah. who they are, and if it gets to a certain point in this downward spiral that our country's in, and many other countries are as well, you may have to uh, set up a couple of traps, you know, by laying something out there that get them to take the bait and let them go run with and just go yeah. dead in. It's a good idea. You know, that way they reveal who they are. They reveal who they are. And, you know, this could even be done with authorities, too. Let them reveal who they are. You know, just drop a bit of bad information, false information. See if how it's acted upon and take it from there. But I think it is a time when we need to find out who's for you and who's against you. And there's different means and ways of doing that. Uh, close allies who are liaisons to some of these other people could tell you you can't trust that dude you can't trust that gal over there you know okay johnny rotten is in the house mm. i do have a squirt gun oh is it like charged a tiny bit of water in there maybe enough for hello once he goes meow one time i'll do it not yet he hasn't said anything but, but i want to do it no no <laughs> okay i think he sees it yeah he knows <laughs> All right. Yeah, we've got granddaughters. I've got granddaughters. You've got nieces. They're, they're here to house. So we got trolls. I call them trolls. And um, they're, kind of, they're uplifting. They're kind of an antidepressant effect to an extent, unless you overdose. Yeah. And I was calling it Trollesta. Trollesta with Rugratinol. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you can get OD'd on Rugratinol. For sure. Ain't no doubt. Probably gonna have not happen tomorrow for sure because another one's coming by. Yeah, I'm not gonna be here, so good luck with that. How far are you going? Yeah, I'm just going across town. I'm gonna go over to my sister's and watch some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so um, just like I said, you know, you need to sort out some means of understanding who would cross you. You know, Jesus himself said, There'll be five in a family, two against three, three against two, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother. He said that. We know that it's true. So find out where you stand, you know, with your immediate family, with your extended family, with your co-workers. Don't just share information with anybody because they will use that to mark you as some sort of a, you know, Terrorist, Terry. He's a terrorist. He's a domestic terrorist, according to CNN. So, yeah, that's where it's going to end up. We're heading in that direction. You're listening to WVAX Radio, coming to you on 5G from a monolith near you. Right. Got a pretty good update here on WVAX. Um... First of all, 
go to rumble.com. Here's where you will probably find, if you've taken that COVID vaccine and you're a little concerned about it, because you're just not sure, uh, you might be encouraged by- You might least, be and you, you might, might be- Well, it depends on- Right, what, what happened to you after it happened. What kind of shock. Well, some people's immune systems seem to be overcoming this, it looks like, and others, if you, as we've said before many times on here for over a year now, if you got a quote COVID vaccine and had no reaction whatsoever, you got saline. I've been saying that, and in fact, in my third book, uh, Killer Trace Dead Man Switch, I go into it. It gets political. I go into what I believe is the truth about these vaccines, and uh, in the book, a little bit of a spoiler alert is revealed that the majority of it was saline. And that was to give the impression that it was uh, safe and not a problem for anybody. And, um, but see, then there are the boosters. And if you took a couple of shots... And now many of the shots, I, I mean, let's not sanitize it, many of the shots, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson... Did make people very sick. Well, no, they've killed a lot of people. They did. Um, one of our clients, unfortunately, 13-year-old boy dropped dead the other day. Uh, perfectly healthy young man. Um, no word on was it vaccine related, but well, the, the fact certain. the fact that there was no word on it, yeah, is yeah. makes it clear. I, I mean, because I, I I researched and I read, and you know, I I respect people's privacy. I really, really do. This is going to sound extraordinarily insensitive, but when there's a death in the family, and you fail to mention what happened I, I mean as hard as it may be it, it just it drives people nuts and it makes them wonder and it makes them think okay it was it drugs was it a suicide well, sure was, i mean was, was it this your... was it that I, I i mean you you really it's a decency and i know this because i lost my brother and guess what we said what happened when we put the word out in 2016 november you know, how Jared had passed away. You include the information you about how they passed it's away. It's something you do because and it, if you don't, you let p people's minds start. You know, yes. really on what what happened. Right. I, I mean, they even put a gun if it, their it, head and pull the trigger. Yes. You know, or, you, you, if it's a suicide, if it is something medical, is is did they have a heart attack? Was it something like a rare situation? Whatever the case is, when you announce it, you do have to. It's like a must. You must say it. I think you should. I mean, for your own sake. Yes. For, for the sake of your, your, your loved one that you, passed. You I cause mean, yourself problems you, you if could, you don't. If, let's say they did take their own life. You know, you could, you could simply say something like they, 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 they struggled to the end. They just didn't have the strength to endure anymore. Something like that, you know. Or well, even, I mean, I think there's probably even better ways of saying it than that. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. Um, the the Judd, uh, what was it? Naomi Judd dies, and, and her her um, daughter said, you know, she fought it to the end. She fought a battle against depression to the very end. Sure. She fought as long as she could. You know, in that way, you kind of know, and uh, and that's okay. I guess yeah. you know, but uh, just leaving it open ended, you know. And we might get some pushback on this, but. You know, you haven't lost anyone any more significant to you than we have lost in our family. You know, when we lost Jared at 24 years old in a car wreck, um, he wasn't driving. But, uh, you know, 
you can have it your way, won't have it ours, but I don't think you should leave. People. I can guarantee you, if it had been a drug overdose or anything like that, we would have said this was this is what happened because I mean, it it really it just makes people almost uneasy when we could and and just wondering well, they what the worst happened you know what freaking happened i mean especially in the case of somebody that's 13 years old or, or in their 20s or something like that i it's just like, got out of jail yesterday i'm not going to tell you why i was in there you know let people go with that one yeah you know, no um, kidding but anyway um the um video that i want to direct your all's attention to and we're going to get to a little bit of gun stuff later it's going to have to do with handguns and arming yourself for personal protection but this go to rumble.com now rumble is kind of like BitChute. their search engine leaves a lot to be desired so you need to type in the exact phrase pathologists reveals what is really in the covid vaccines again pathologist reveals what is really in the covid vaccines uh, his name is uh, dr cole uh, c-o-l-e um uh, he's sharp <clears throat> and he puts to rest a lot of this foolish speculation that all oh, these are nanobots and they're building little barriers and they're making machines that are going to eat you alive there isn't that in there and he points out in the video he says you know most you know and they said i i respect folks who who have access to a you know a general use microscope and they start looking at some things and they come to some conclusions that aren't right this guy has equipment worth millions of dollars and he looks at it they took a hundred different samples of the different vaccines of j and j which is johnson and johnson um, moderna astrazeneca pfizer um, they took a hundred samples. The first thing they noticed is these aren't one is as different from the next one as one brand is from the next. Right. One. There are no consistency no. at all. They, they were very it, different. Some of it seemed not to have anything in it. So they're just squirting down on a slide and sliding it under a, a, a very extremely expensive microscope. And it puts it up on the big screen, and you can look at what you you know what, what the microscope is seeing. And they uh, then uh, the man who's the host of the program, um, and I forget the name of the show. Just go to that what I told you to look up. Pathologist reveals what is really in the COVID vaccines, and you'll see this fellow's channel, which interviews this doctor. But they took some of the hosts of the show's blood. They took, you know, I don't know, three or four vials of it. And they said, what we're going to do is we're going to look at your blood under the microscope, just natural. Just yeah. like it's supposed to be. Well, they call it pure blood now. Yes, right? <laughs> basically. And, um, and they showed it. And honestly, it was a thing of beauty. It was all these tiny little red dots all huddled together tight. And he said, these are your blood cells. This is what we should see. You have some very healthy blood here. And then they took a proportional amount of each of these vaccines. And, and injected it into the exact same blood sample. So there, it in the there sample. are no variations. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's... And every one of them 
did something different. Yes. None of which was good. There was one or two, I think, that didn't do much, but, you know, maybe that was the saline. But uh, the... Um, it was interesting, and the man said that, that he said the consistent thing here is inconsistency. These so-called vaccines, which aren't really vaccines anyway, uh, they uh, are very different from one lot number to the next. What you have to remember, though, is these things have been prepared um, in the early 90s. I, I mean, the, the formulas for these vaccines, they, they are not anything new. It wasn't Operation Warp Speed, and this, this company came up with that, and this other one came up yeah, with this. Yeah, it was already out there. No, no, no. no. In, the, in the early 90s, that is when these different formulas for these vaccines were, were tested uh, on animals and people, and, uh, and basically saved for a later date when, you know, they, yeah. they could further foist their new world order the, on there, there seems the unsuspected. The, the, the so-called vaccines did precede the um, about 30 years desire the presumed virus yeah about Maybe. 30 years um that said the flu shots now this gal's a little bit and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock her by saying she's a little bit alex jonesy well i like alex jones i, like I alex mean jones. heck i mean he's better than i used to not i used to not but the dude he's, he's ahead right, of his time i mean whatever right so often you know, you write him off, and it's like five years later, exactly what he said him. is like exactly the case. He should have just left out all the f bombs and just I spoken. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I mean, you and I both hear that. And no, I mean, I'm not a prude. Are you a prude? I don't know. Probably not. Could be. Yeah. Are you a prude? I'm drinking enough whiskey. I won't be here at the end of that bottle right there. Yeah. Uh, Jane Ruby, Dr. Jane Ruby, R-U-B-Y. Uh, find her on Rumble. Uh, this is on Stu Peters Network, S-T-E-W, Peters, P-E-T-E-R-S Network. She's on there. Says, warning, flu shots are now M-R-N-A bioweapons. Yep. She's calling them a bioweapon. Uh, Correct. The word on the street from those in the know is quit taking any of these shots. Any of them. The, the flu vaccine Tetanus, doesn't work anyway. Flu. The flu vaccine doesn't. COVID. The, the, the test show. Measles. 16% effective. You know, you, you got a 16% chance of avoiding whatever flu strains coming down the pipe. Yeah. I, taking I, your shot. Don't take any kind of needle in your arm or elsewhere. Don't do it. No. There's no go. Don't do it. Trust your immune system. Don't even think about it. Your immune system is divinely created. All right. So, the um, diet suddenly. We are still on the vaccine thing. We have a lot of new information here. Again, we're going to get to guns a little bit. Well, handguns. I don't know. We might talk a little bit about a rifle or two. But, um, the, um, Died Suddenly documentary, and you can just type in hashtag Died Suddenly at rumble.com, you'll find it. You go on Twitter, Twitter is continuing to let stuff roll, which is handy. But um, you can find some good links to some good information there. And Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, these doctors, brilliant thinkers who got pushed off of Twitter by the FBI have their accounts re reinstated now 
I mean, they're telling you the truth, folks. They're telling you the truth. But um, there are these weird-looking clots that embalmers are the ones who are finding them, not even um, coroners who are just trying to find the cause of death are finding the clots. The reason that the embalmers are finding the clots... They have to drain the blood and they have to fill... formaldehyde yes. in there. And um, so, you know, the um, you're trying to push, you know, the embalming fluid in and well, it's not going. You know, um, what's wrong? You're right. And they start investigating and there's these long, strange pieces of looks like hemp rope that blocked these veins and arteries. You can get a vein blocked and live. Get an artery blocked. You're not gonna live. I'm not a medical expert, but I'm pretty sure when an artery gets blocked. You're done. You're down for the count. Rod Stewart's son, 11 years old. Rod is 77, so he's uh, robbing the cradle there and he's fathered an 11 year old child, which is fine, you know, um, if it's, you know, for the right reasons, but that young and he didn't die but heck he had a heart attack on the soccer field at 11 and they're trying to do damage control trying to say oh he was he had been prone to passing out that wasn't said until days after the report came out right so anytime you see something like that you know that they're making up lies so my brother who well you found him first and i had to go in and look you didn't i told you not to no i wasn't going to have you look at that and me not we found my brother dead in August of 2021. 2020? It's 2021. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. My bad. You know, he's been dead a little over a year. Yeah. year and a half now, I guess. Time flies. Time flies it's... like an arrow and fruit flies like a banana. Yeah. That's Groucho Marx. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. We're not joking though. We did find your uncle, my brother, dead. Um, all signals are pointing to he got the vax. He got the clot shot about less than two weeks prior to this event. Uh, so the funeral home that handled his body, his, his body had been in a hot, hot August um, room. No air conditioning for about, what, three days, right? Yeah. Not pretty. Not trying to bum our podcast listeners out, but these are facts of life. Uh, every symptom leading up to his death lines up with clogged arteries. He couldn't, he didn't have the strength to stand up. Nope. They couldn't figure out what was, he'd been over to the hospital about some shoulder pain. I guarantee you that's when they put the shot. Well, the last time I saw him, um, alive, uh, was about, you know, a week and a half before he passed. And, uh, he, uh, he couldn't even sit up in, in his own bed. I mean, I had to help yeah. him sit up. So his strength was gone because the blood wasn't moving because right. his, he was clogged. From all these uh, clots. Um, so after seeing died suddenly, in the other documentary I did mention, um, pathologist reveals what is really in the COVID vaccines. Look that one up, like I said, on rumble.com. I emailed the embalmer, the lady who 
I mean, they couldn't embalm his body. It was just, you just can't imagine. When you get something like that, no. you take it straight to yeah. have it cremated. Right. And um, so um, she wrote me back because I asked her, I said, have you seen these documentaries? You may not want to talk about this, but she wrote me a lengthy email the synopsis of which is, oh yeah, you better believe I'm seeing this. She wrote, she was against the shot at first, but then she ended up taking the J&J &J Johnson Johnson shot, one shot, and she said, I will not put another one into my body after seeing some of this other stuff. I can tell you I have buried more vaccinated people than I have unvaccinated people with COVID as their cause of death. So when you die from these vaccines, the filthy bastards are just saying you died from COVID. Right. And then you get somebody like Gene Simmons, who I used to have some respect for. And now he's just like a total fruitcake. He's uh, the bassist and one of the lead singers for Kiss. I grew up loving him. And, uh, wow. He's probably kissing guys now. <laughs> I don't know. He's, 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 he's really... He brags about all of his conquests. He, you know, you're, yeah, I don't know. I think he's probably gay. He's not very sharp on this. And that had kind of bothered me. Like, how could you be so darn stupid here to come out and tell people that... Uh, the unvaccinated are the enemy. The unvaccinated are the enemy. Um, and the reason that so many people are having problems... Is because of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated. And he literally said, Gene Simmons of KISS, I don't give a damn what you think about the vaccine. You need to take the GD vaccine because we are getting sick of you people putting your sickness on us. Yeah. Now, what kind of sense does that make? I mean, it makes about this much sense. How should I know? I'm retarded. Which leads me to believe, you know, we, we joked about the, uh, you know, I had Caitlin Michaels, my audiobook narrator, make us the WVAX yeah. stuff. We kind of joked about coming to you on 5G from so, Mullet. What if there was something that is causing people who have had at least certain versions of the vaccine... So, Go ahead, go ahead. Not to even be able to think logically. No, of course. I mean, I, I, I do believe that. But at the same time, we're talking about Gene Simmons here. What are the odds that he didn't have, like, massive, 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 massive blackmail material here that, um, To you push know, people to take it. Right. I mean, there is that possibility. That well, no, it's all, not a possibility. I mean, he's look a at what the, millionaire the already. womanizer that he is and the things that he's probably done... I, I mean, and the people that have said, okay, well, guess what? You're going to say this, and if you don't say this, this is what's going to happen to you. And so, yeah, right. so, so, I mean, he could be, and I'm not defending him. I'm not. That's not a defense of Gene Simmons because I think he's a total faggot. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you you got to consider... The that he could have been paid. Yes. Well, Sean Penn. Sean Penn is saying the same thing. Sean Penn went to the point of saying unvaccinated people should not be allowed to circulate in public they should be confined to their homes until they take the vaccine you know what i have to say about that so let's keep my guns i think i'll probably just go ahead and keep my guns okay so scenario okay you get get a lot of these people and they get this thing and then they you know um, crank those 5g towers up 
Vaccines activated. Yeah, so the cameras start to roll and the vaccines are activated and all of a sudden, he's like, you need to take the GD vaccine because we are getting tired of you putting your sickness on us. Well, if you're vaccinated... That doesn't make any no, sense. No, I mean, if you're vaccinated, aren't you supposed to be protected from it? I, but I'm, I'm not even joking here. This is not hyperbole. The dude, at least he used to not be an idiot... They've made millions and millions of dollars in merchandising and all this stuff and him and Paul Stanley and they were kind of the brains behind that band and they made all this money and a lot of it off of me back in the day. Um, it couldn't be that inept mentally. Maybe it happened after he took the shot. Hmm. This is what I'm asking. Maybe after you take this thing, certain versions, not all. Like I said, if you didn't have a reaction to the vaccine and you you seem fine, you feel fine, just stop taking any more, more shots. You're probably going to be fine because according to that documentary I told you to go look at, the pathologist reveals what is really in the COVID vaccine on rumble.com. According to that, a lot of the stuff had nothing in it. And maybe you dodged a bullet. Maybe they shot a blank at you. But they're hoping you'll come around and get your boosters, T. More boosters incoming. Well, I've had that. But, um, We're not shooting the blank this time, Terry. Well, there's the problem. <laughs> you know, there's, there's the problem. And you know it's going to show up. Out-of-date booster detected. Fifth booster needed to purchase groceries. <laughs> Pretty much. Ain't no doubt. But, you know, some of these people, something happened to their minds. But it's not just Gene Simmons. It's not just Sean Penn. It's a lot of others that, you know, they're going to look you square in the eye and say 2 plus 2 equals 5. And 2 plus 2 equals 5. And if you don't believe me, it's only because you haven't had your booster shot yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need your booster shot, and then you're going to know that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Yeah. It's that stupid. It's very strange. Folks, look around your inner circles. Now, many of our uh, listeners and uh, our clients have told us, yes, I did take that shot. I wish I hadn't taken it. My brother-in-law from Princeton over there, he took the first one. He said, oh, hell no, no more. Jordan Peterson, um, he's Canadian, and he's a, he's a brilliant thinker. He took it. He took the first shot. I mean, you want to believe that people couldn't be that dad blame evil. You kind of want to believe that. It's just the goodness in your heart can't see the wickedness in the hearts of some of these people like Gates, Soros, that Fauci bastard, and some of these sock puppets like Chairman Biden and, and Trudeau and, and people like them that lunch down there in New Zealand. Um, I don't know. Agreed. Something is wrong. Something wrong. Something, Something wrong. We too low. Holy foot. Bang, ding, ow. Ow. Yeah. But I want you to examine that, folks. Really, you know, when you pin them down and you say, because I had a friend of mine told me I gave him COVID. Double vaxxed and boosted. He got sicker than I did. Took him longer to get better than I, and it took me. We both got sick of something. Probably wasn't anything to do with COVID. I... I think it's just, you know, we always used to get sick. You got colds, you got flu, you got sick. Wintertime, you know, you just do. 
because you know your your body's having a lot of handle, especially in cold climates. You know, and your immune system gets kind of compromised a little bit when you're trying to stay warm, and you know that's why they tell you don't go out in the cold; you'll catch a cold. That's kind of true. It's not that the cold weather caused the cold virus to flare up; it just caused your your immune system to. Um, you know, be compromised just enough for you to take the virus on. He, he told me that. Was I thinking? He said it tongue in cheek, but I think he really believed it. Hmm. A good day. What the heck's the matter with people? Yeah. All right, we uh, right, very quickly. Sean Hannity. What a loser. What a retard. I, I mean, I guess it was at that January sixth thing hearing. Oh or my goodness. Joke. I don't know if it was at that, but anyway, he said, "At no time did I ever believe." That uh, uh, that the 2020 election. Oh no, I, I don't need any more things. You sure? Yep, I'm quite sure. As a matter of fact, you're a quite man sure. Quite man sure, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, what I'm sure of is you're going to have to like carry this for about two minutes while I go pee. So. Well, so you should. What I'm sure of is you should have peed before we started. It doesn't matter. That's not the way any of this works. Okay, it's not how any of this works. All right, we are talking guns here, but it's personal protection. Um, a social media forum I'm a member of the other day, it came up um, on what kind of a handgun you should carry to defend your life. And that is so multifaceted. It's open-ended. It is difficult to honestly say. Um, I was called a FUD, like Elmer Fudd, because I liked the 1911. The, the, the post got started because of uh, 1911. Savage now has stepped into the 1911 uh, manufacturing market. And it looks like they're probably going to make some nice machines there, nice pistols. Um, $1,500, I don't know. But, you know, we'll see if they sell. But I just made the point that these things have been around over 100 years, and companies are still making that same basic John Browning design. What is the what is the mystique about it? What is why is the 1911 not dying? Why doesn't the 1911 just pick up its marbles and go home? Well, it's not doing that. More and more manufacturers continue to come out with that same basic design. Now your high cap nine shooters and, and we got high cap nines. I've got three Glocks. I now own a Beretta ninety two. Don't I? I own a Beretta ninety two. Uh well you do actually. I do. Yeah. It was mine I, first. Yeah, it was mine now. <laughs> but you got others. I, I like high capacity nines. You've got that that SIG whatever the heck it is. What is that thing now? The M seventeen? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really, really, really good handgun. I mean, um as far as SIGs go. Other than the 365, that is literally the only one that I would consider owning. I well, mean, SIGs are nice. I mean, they are. Um, I, I, I mean, they make a good gun. And uh, the M17, obviously, it won the military trials thing. Now, politics are involved yeah, in this. Just because of military. Yeah, I know. I, it, it almost means you probably should do something different. I, you know, you're almost <laughs> right. I mean, in this particular case... Because there's a bunch of money switching hands. There is. The M17 is a fine gun. I own one. Um, the truth is, I am looking to sell it. Not because I don't think it's a fine gun. 
If I had to own a high cap SIG, that is it. That the trigger is amazing. The sights are amazing. It's it functions got that, flawlessly. Uh, laser dot sight plate on the top, doesn't it? Uh, well, no. It, it, I mean, you can put like a Trigicon. Uh, not there. You can put an RMR or anything you know in that uh, in that general category on it. I mean, it's got the the plate where you can do that. Yeah, it's got that plate. But uh, you now your, your Berettas, um, they don't have that. And so basically what you have to do... They're not as gay. They're not as gay. And you have to be like a real man to, to be able to, to shoot them properly. I, I, I mean, I'm, well, not knocking, I'm not knocking red dots on handguns. I've seen a couple of examples of where it was, it, it, it was decent. But I, I think, think for a home defense pistol, but let's go there. If you have access to a pump 12 gauge and you pick up no a handgun, you just need to stick that barrel of a handgun in your mouth and pull, no, 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 <laughs> no, let me not go there. You're just making a stupid decision. You're making a, you're definitely making a poor decision. Um, if you are in your bedroom and some miscreant comes into your home through your front window or they somehow get your door open and they hear the racking of that shotgun slide. Here's where you're wrong. <laughs> They are going to say, I am Hang out on. here. I'm not wrong. You're, you are. Nope. Yep, no, you're wrong. For sure. I, I specifically keep my shotgun chambered and ready to go. because oh, I, in your case. Oh, I don't right. want them to hear that. You don't want them to get the chance to run. Exi well, no, 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 no. You're wrong. I don't, it's not that I don't want them to, to be able to run. If they, If I knew for a fact that they were going to run... And leave my property and like just go mess up somebody else's house. No, no, that's not it either. What if they were already in my house, they hear the and they duck behind a doorway or behind a wall and I don't know where they're at and maybe maybe I thought they ran or something like that. Or maybe all they're waiting for is for me to expose myself to the point where, where they can kill me. I, I mean I don't want them to just, I don't want them to see it coming. if they if they are that brazen that they want to break into my home, I don't want them to see it coming. And I'm not. It's not because I'm that angry with that individual or anything like that. It's just as far as preserving my life, I'm going to have a better chance of surviving if I don't let them know anything other than, you know, this isn't going to fly, and I'm sorry, your life is taken. Um, there is something to be said for that. If somebody has, you know, and there's all these, the Rittenhouse thing. These liberals continue to melt down over... That two pedophiles and a wife beater were killed. Well, one pedophile, a woman beater, and a career criminal who had, a, had felonies. Was the guy that got shot in the arm, the character called Gage. Oh, man, that is such a beautiful video. <laughs> I mean, I am telling you what. Arm he, spaghetti. I mean, you, you get to see it happen. It's like, you know, it's like, whoop. <laughs> but, boy, he dropped that pistol. Well, no, he didn't. It, actually, that was like, I saw so many memes because it was hilarious because of all the things that he, you know, didn't do, he didn't drop the pistol. Even, like, with his, his, toe, his bicep was blown apart, and he's still, like, sitting there. It might have just been the, uh, the tendons or whatever just tensing up. That held on to the gun, but I mean, he didn't drop the gun. But he couldn't pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, these people needed to be shot, and the number of individuals who continue to bash Rittenhouse, and they've got 
hashtag killer Kyle on, on Twitter. Every time I see that, I go there and I put hashtag killer Kyle rocks, you know, and y'all should do that too because, you know, standing up for freedom and he didn't go in there to shoot him. He just no. to stop people from doing, exactly. tearing up the town. Exactly. You know, and, and some of these bastards seem to think it would have been a great... A he, much- was, he was attacked before he shot anybody. He was literally hit over the head with a skateboard. And, and they were going to try to hit him again. Yes. And, and, and not only were they somebody gonna, with that. Right. And, you know, and people say, oh, well, he had an AR and they had a skateboard. And then it's like, okay, so why are you debating the fact that the guy with the AR won? Yeah, it's just it's odd, you know, that, and again... I guess a lot of these people have gotten their vaccines, Terry. Yeah, they're probably just but, um, I, um, I, I don't understand it. But again, watch social media, local stuff. See who is who, folks. Find out who is who. And if there's no activity, go on and throw a little bit of blood in the water. Put, put a meme up to draw them. And they'll come in there and they'll put the, the, the psychotic laughing emoji because they can't think of anything to say. It's called nervous laughter. It's a psychological issue. Look that up. Look up nervous laughter. But at least you know who they are. You might not personally encounter that person, but you need to mark that person as someone who lives in your community who could potentially be an enemy. And I'm not saying go after them. And I'm not saying they're going to show up and shoot you on your front doorstep. I'm saying... They will run their faggoty little mouths to try to get you in trouble for standing up for truth in the Constitution. And you know what? I'm grateful to own the CRKT half chance. Where is that thing? It's right there on the table in front of Cartman. That's right up there with the parangatangs. To be honest, it is. I, I mean, now I love my parangatangs, and they're badass. And Did Colonel Ron get you that? He did. I'm not, I'm not saying this thing's replacing the parangatang because I've tested them both and they perform equally, like in every way. They're, they're equal. And, uh, but the fact that, you know, I have an extra, you know, machete that's, that's that cool. With a razor sharp edge. It's amazing. But, I, you know, what I was thinking earlier is if one of these filthy liberal politicians that hates America is just like total pedophile... I mean, is is like right before me, and I have the half chance in my hand. They have no chance. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and that, that thing will lop off a noggin, man. Uh, in a heartbeat. A I mean, good day. I mean, lop it, off a noggin in a sec. Yeah, split second. Stay well armed, people. Okay, now we were talking about what you know, bashing someone for choosing a certain handgun. You know, all right. Let me tell you this right now. If you're going to go out on that limb and put someone down for carrying a 38 Special because that's what they have, or or carrying a 1911 with 45 hardball because that's what they have, that's what they're used to, and that's what they can hit with. Very key. What can you hit with? Here's something that has happened, folks. This is 100% irrefutable. In the age of the high capacity nine millimeter when it took over in police circles from it took over the six shot revolver hit counts plummeted that is true counts nose died that is true like congress's approval rating 
you know, because he's going, oh, I'm not going to run out of ammo. But, and the whole yep. hell, hell, I'm out of ammo. Hey, what was it, last podcast I talked about? It was either last one or the one before. I talked about, you know, the, the mistake that our military has made by going to the... Spray and pray. I, I yeah. mean, I, I swear... It, I, I, I promise you this. This is not hyperbole. This is not a joke. If we could transition our military to a four-shot blind mag, <laughs> bolt-action rifle versus what we have now, I promise you we would be more effective, especially with the right training. And, and certain in certain ranks, certain squads. Yeah, I'm not saying sure. every single person. I'm not saying every single there, person. There's a need for suppressive fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a need for precision fire. And, 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 and we don't have that. The need for precision fire... Is neglected so bad. It seems to be it, the precision fire. The, the the type that I'm literally saying right now. I, I will say and I will defend that a four shot blind mag in eighty percent of our military's hands. You know, as far as like eighty percent of the you know what we have, uh, that would be far more effective if properly trained than what we have now. But uh, I, let me let you know for the folks that are listening. I shared some videos. Did you see them? I put. I, I didn't know. They're on your um, Facebook. No, I, I I don't do Facebook anymore. I'm sorry. Totally quit. Pretty well. No, I'm not totally quit. But your I messenger. I put them on messenger. Yeah, I don't do messenger much. But no. Well, you need to go look because they, these are. This is like three shots you took at 600 yards with that Ashbury. It's a bolt action rifle. Um, you took three shots, got three hits, the first ring comes back after the third shot. You did those nine shots at 720 yards. If you listen carefully, you hear every single ring of that plate happening so fast it sounds like a semi-auto. Not everyone can do that, but a lot of folks can train and learn to do that. If you put somebody on the battlefield with that level of talent, with a rifle like that, there's going to be noggins busting every half second. Yeah. You know, and, and, but, you know, we're not doing it right this day and age. And, oh, how could you say that? Well, I'll say it with the same authority that our colonial army said when they decided we got to quit fighting these redcoats like we be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to line up in some field somewhere and, like, you know. Beating a drum. Yeah. Them. I mean, good day. I mean, once we quit doing that, we started winning. And the British lost more uh, by by about five thousand people. They lost they lost more soldiers than, than we did, and so and people are like shocked at that. They think, okay, well we you know just poured everything we had into it and we won. No, they lost because of their poor tactics. So um, Chuck Taylor, gun writer, I don't even know if he's still around, but I remember this from years back. There was an account of a felon with a three fifty seven Magnum running from a deputy uh, in Michigan, a deputy sheriff in Michigan. That was a small, small county, I believe. He radioed for help, surge frequency. Well, a couple of state troopers fell in to the chase. They, at the time, were carrying high capacity. I think they were Smith & Wessons, but they might have been SIGs. In either case, they were high cap 9 millimeter. And they got in the chase, and the deputy's car had been limited to 107 miles per hour. Ooh. They hadn't overrode that issue. And um, the state troopers 
cars had been overridden and they were able to outrun the deputy chasing the, the felon. Did I tell you about this? No. So they run the guy down. They kind of get him cornered. The troopers get him cornered. They both get out and start just emptying high cap nine magazines. They both fired over 50 rounds. A hundred rounds went toward that guy. He was about 80 yards away. Not one round hit the dude. Meanwhile, he's just cocking the hammer for 357 and he come real close to hitting those guys. The deputy catches up and sees the firefight, steps out of his cruiser, lays a Colt 1911 with 45 hardball, 230 grain full metal jacket into the uh, door, jam. door jam and squeezes off a shot at the top of the noggin and it caught the guy dead center in the throat and killed him dead on the spot. Yeah. One shot. Now, does that mean 45 is more effective than 9mm? That's not what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about marksmanship. We're, we're talking, talking about yeah. your, your ability to be effective with whatever it is you have. I, I don't care if it's a 38 Smith & Wesson and when I say and that's 38, not even the special. No, that's not even the special. I'm Those talking, little old bastards was pretty good. Exactly. They're so, a pretty heavy chunk of lead. It is. That. I mean, so what I'm talking about here is your ability to land a shot on your intended target. And the thing there is, I would take well, a 22 long rifle over, you know, yeah, like I mean, a guaranteed hit. Let's just say we had a single shot 22 long rifle. And I had a guaranteed centered hit to where I wanted Put it to, between the eyes, he's dead. Well, um, let's, let's, let's just say center mass somewhere in the torso. Let's just say that. And, and we're 80 yards away, and I had the guaranteed that's going to hit versus a even a 1911 with eight rounds. You know, seven in the mag, well, let's talk one about in the chamber. I, I mean, I, I'm going to take it because guess what? That no, kills yeah. people. The twenty-two can <laughs> yeah, very much kill people. This happened a handful of years ago. The guy was kind of, you know, 15 minutes of fame kind of thing. It was, it was in Texas. This low life, and I don't know what his whole game was, but uh, I don't know what he had done, but the police were called, and he stepped out on his front porch with a thirty thirty. Nice weapon. You do not want to get hit with a thirty thirty. by the way. You will probably die. But in any event, he didn't know how to shoot. So the cops, once they realized he was shooting a thirty thirty, they stopped a hundred and some yards back from the house, got out, got their ARs out of the trunk, and started popping shots off at the guy. And not hitting him. They didn't hit him. Can you imagine being a hundred yards away with an AR? Even they like didn't hit him. Whatever the reason. Let me just say something here that's going to be comical. I promise you that it's not even like a matter of, oh, it was iron sights. I don't care if it had no sights, like like not even anything. Like I'm just pointing the barrel in that general direction, and I have a 30-round mag. I you promise you they're coming off. down. I, I mean... Well, they did it. Get, <laughs> ultimately, one did finally finish him off. Let me finish the story. This is a true story. So the old boy, uh, here's all the gunshots. And he steps out of his house 160 yards away. 160 yards away. And he sees the situation. 
he sees that the dude with the 30-30 is sending shots and even taking time to reload at the cops. And they're behind their cruisers trying to stay under, you know, behind cover as they've been trained to do. Well, he, you know, he said, I went back in the house and they got my 357 Magnum. It was a Ruger Blackhawk. And uh, he said, I, I didn't know how much, I remember watching the interview. So I didn't know how much that old Magnum round to drop at that distance. And it was, I knew it was over 100 yards. I didn't know it was 160 yards, but I just held right over top of his head a little bit and squeezed the shot. <laughs> he hit him in the artery in the leg. The dude dropped like a hammer, and he's like flailing around. And, and, the, and the cops with the ARs just peppered him full of bullets. After so, they got closer. Yeah, so that way the guy who actually brought him down didn't have to get figured into, you know... The, the whole fracas of uh, all you shot and killed a man. The dude would have died because it, you, you take a leg artery out, you know, unless you're pretty close to a hospital, you're going to pump it all empty, you know. Yeah. But, um, okay, back on this. Now, that was a six shot, and that's a slow reload. But, he, you know, he had what he needed at the time. Making your shot count is, repeat after me, everything. Masad Ayub recently said, go on ahead and get you as many rounds as you can. Yeah, he's probably the, a little kid. Moss is a pretty cool guy. He, you know, he knows what he's doing, but I mean, he just says it's better not to run out of ammo. I get that. I believe that. Shoot what but, you're comfortable with. I don't care. There, back to that. And if you're good with a revolver, if it exactly. hadn't been for a nice, precision, single action revolver shot in that Texas incident yes. I just talked about, that could have ended very, very poorly. Yeah, it could have. So, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, shoot what you feel that you can just nail things with. I, I mean, I have guns that... Uh, I have high-cap 9s. Um, I, I won't say the M17 is one of those. The, the, the M9A3 that's also a high-cap 9 is one that I can, I, can, I can slam things with. I mean, it's, you know, I feel very comfortable with that, and that's a gun that I will never let go of. The M17 is very good. It, it's 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 like probably 80% of what the M9A3 is as far as accuracy in, in my hand. In your hand, you know, maybe we're, you know, addressing Jerry Michelik here, and, and maybe maybe he can do better with that, and that's his preference. But, um, you know, I'm just telling you, whatever you can deliver precision shots on target with. That's what you want. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a Bond Arm Snake Slayer <laughs> and you're using 45 Long Colts in it and you've got two shots and you're confident that at, you know, 30 yards, you can, you can end the threat. Make it work. I mean, I, in I, my, that's in okay my, if, you, if you can do that. My um, novels, you know, it's fiction, get it, but, you know, it's fiction based on truth. If your fiction cannot be based on truth, you know, it, you're just talking into your own arsehole. Yeah. But, you know, my main guy uses a Colt Woodsman. And I got the Colt Woodsman idea from uh, some of Raymond Chandler's stuff, Philip Marlowe. And, and Marlowe didn't carry a Colt Woodsman, but a lot of the, the bad guys did. And that was the truth. It, you know, back in the 30s and the 40s and through the 50s, and honestly, to even now, very quick double tap of a 22 triple or quadruple tap even and you could put them right where you want them it's not like you're just you know jerking the trigger and hoping for the best 
you know people that shoots you know pistols like that routinely you know they they can t double tap and get both eyes and, and you know yeah so i've pulled a gun twice in my lifetime um because i felt threatened i was being threatened the first time <laughs> No, that was the second time. The first time, it was, I mentioned it before, it's up there on the clock, a Colt King Cobra 357 Magnum. Dude had his hand on his gun. He's going to rob the little station where I was working, midnight shift, about 2 a.m., dead of winter. I, um, you know, my buddy James was there. He had a 1911 hardball, 45, and that dude. We knew they were up to no good. It was a black dude and a white dude. Two bad looking actors. You know, the white dude was driving the wagon, the station wagon. The black dude, you know, after they'd cased us real good, come in the door, threw his shirt tail back, grabbed a hold of the handle. Of, I don't know what kind of gun it was because he didn't get a chance to show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I leveled a 357 across the counter. And you could have heard a pin drop. And my buddy Ferris's uh, 1911, he's hidden slightly behind the beer cooler and on that uh, terracotta tile floor, uh, he clicked that safety off and it sounded like a church bell. And, <laughs> click. and the dude's eyes, you know, like he knew he was that close to death and he was, he was, absolutely. Ferris saved me another time up there. Another story entirely. It was a Colt Detective Special. A six shot. Not a high cap nine. He didn't even have to pull it out of the holster. He put his hand on the butt of that pistol and that stupid bastard dropped a lug wrench. So that brings us to this statistic. This is a fact. It depends on which set of uh, statistics you look at, but they do not differ that much. 95 to 98%. 95 to 98% of defensive gun uses they call them dgu there's no shots fired you get the drop on somebody you get your hand on your gun they're done they don't want to get shot who does a meth head doesn't want to get shot i don't guess you know so these don't get reported so when you take all that into consideration you're dealing with two or three percent maybe four where you might have to actually pull the trigger are you going to run out of ammo? I would posit this. If you're operating on, I've got 17 shots in my magazine, Terry. Um, you might decide to lean on that versus learning how to put shots on the target precisely. I'm not saying it's not cool to have a high cap nine. I like them. You know, when we go to larger cities, Greensboro, for instance, I will say to you, you got a high cap nine? You got yeah. a nine on you? And you'll say, Bet I do. Yeah. Not yeah. only do I have a high cap nine, I've got a at least an AR pistol, but probably my my Well if you know my carbine. Carbine. It's a carbine. Bean bine. Thanks. If you're going into a potentially bad situation I want you, my carbine. You do want an AR. You want to send some high speed fifty five to sixty two grain slugs. Sixty two grain penetrators out of my sixteen inch carbine. With its thirty-round magazine. Right. Hang on a second. No. Look, you can't I, have it I both mean, ways. If it's a no, carbine, it's a magazine. Well, okay, you can't you, you can't have it both ways. I mean, you have to say turbine then. 
right? Maybe. In, but I don't say that that much. You don't. So, I mean, from now on, if, if I, like, point to, like, one of the windmills and say, what's at the top of that? And uh, are, are you going to say it's, it's, it's a turbine? No, I'm going to say it's a liberal <laughs> failure. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a Greta Thunberg failure. We need to burn some tires for Greta. We do. We got sub-zero earlier this week. Yeah, I did. I, you know, that I was have, actually late last week. I've been remiss in burning tires for Greta. I only burned three last year. And see, we paid for it. We paid for it with four below zero and 25 mile an hour winds. Here's what I read. 50 mile an hour gust. Yes. And Here, Greta needed a tire burned. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I recommend you do. Anytime you have your tires changed, just... Take one for the team. Yeah. You, you know, just go ahead and just... Put a little kerosene in it. Yes. Take the tire home with you. I, I mean, and, and if, you, if you're like in a townhouse or something like that where you could never get away with this, I mean, find something. You've got to have friends somewhere. parking spot, man. Exactly. I, I mean... And then call the cops after you light exactly. it. Exactly. son of a bitch come out of that place <laughs> over there. Hey, you know, he's got the daggone, you know, riding with Biden sticker and the equal and all this stuff. Nice. Yeah, he's just he's burned that tire. Yeah, but the bottom line is is get those things lit because if we don't, we may have an even worse winter next year. You never know. We got to light them up. So um, what else I got? Well, we're about done. We're like an hour and ten minutes, so we're good. Let me finish very quickly. I will say this: if you think you're going to run out of ammunition, go on and carry yourself with a high cap nine. Do it. There are some very good 9mm rounds. We're not against it. I will tell you this, though. If you're going to call somebody a FUD because they like a 1911, you are the FUD. You are going to spray 17 rounds at your adversary and I 110% guarantee you won't hit once because you're leaning on capacity instead of leaning on precision and practicing with what you have. And uh, that's a bad idea. Now, we talked about the fact that up to 98% of handgun presentations stop the threat without the first shot being fired. The, sec the second incident when I pulled a, a handgun was a stupid little North American 22 long rifle. He was going to hit me with an axe handle. He stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have rather taken five shots of that thing than getting hit with that axe handle once, but he stopped, you know. And I would have shot him, and he knew that. But, you know, <clears throat> and then we split a six-pack of beer later, and it was all good. But um, the larger the bore of the handgun, the less likely somebody's going to go ahead That and is a fact. I mean... I, well, we could put it the other way. The smaller the bore, the more likely they're going to take their chances. Yeah. A miscreant looking down the barrel of a 1911 chambered in 45 ACP is going to think twice as hard as he would if you pull a 22 on him. Yeah, that is true. So don't feel undergunned with a 1911. Okay, you got seven shots in the mag and one more in the chamber. Do you know that's about three times what you're... You get nine if you've got a modern 1911 mag. You could. That's three or four times what you'll probably ever exactly. need. Yep. So you're thinking, I need all that. Need, need, need. What was it we watched that? Uh, what about Bob? I need, I need, I need. I need. Give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> what a bunch of crap. No, folks. 
1911 is still around because it's one badass piece of business equipment. And if you think that somebody who uses one for self-defense is a FUD, you've got some serious cognitive problems. Yeah, you got I'm not going to call somebody out and make a fool out of them publicly. I wouldn't do that. I'll let him do it himself, which, as far as I can tell, he did. But he's kind of a friend. You know, he's an acquaintance. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's an acquaintance. We'll put him... I don't think he's a decent... No, you know, <coughs> uh, let's not... I don't want to dig a hole for him. You know, I'll let him handle that himself. But we need to see if you have any closing comments. I have some closing comments. I'm glad you asked. Every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment. And the fact that I can't go to Walmart and buy an MG42, you know, with like all the belts and everything, and also purchase a radio flyer that I can, you know, haul all the belts and, you know, you know. Mags and while I uh, stroll out of there and uh, and just open carry it down Main Street, that is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt. You it's know what? What do we really need with this scenario? We need to get one of these liberals, and they're around here, and we see them. They like to put the laughing emoji. Oh yeah, they're psychotic. We, we need, yeah, we need to catch them, neuter them. If there it still go. needs to be done, it probably doesn't. But <laughs> That's a good point. Put a bone in their nose and a leash on it, and they are our wagon puller. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I never thought of that before. You know, and he's a slave. He's always worried about making reparations. Okay, we're going to let you kind of depict. <laughs> you get to depict what these people that you seem to care so much for who overcame and advanced and won while people like you lose and lose again. Yeah, uh, agreed. We're going to just like tie a leash around the bone and the nose and you pull that wagon in case I need extra ammo because you're my slave. There we go. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we shall close then. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, bang steel at fastmail.com. Don't forget our range day and match, January 6th and 7th. Celebrate insurrection on Friday, January 6th. I wish you could, but with I mean, us, uh, yeah, we will. Hey, why not? We will one day, but I mean, good day. I mean, what you're talking about teasing what? these libtards. Yeah. Teasing can be fun for anyone, okay? Um, match on the 7th and um. Bangstill at gmail.com is the wildcard line, but your email, Forrest Newberry, 1R in Forrest, 2Rs in Newberry, 243 at iCloud.com. Oh, one of our buddies listens to this podcast pretty often. Shout out to Brad for helping my nephew. He's getting my sister's heat back on, Brad. Nice. God bless you, brother. Keep fighting a good fight. We're going to close out with... <laughs> Super joint ritual. You, we've done this one before. Not this one. Well, we might have. This is called F Your Enemy, and they don't agree. Yep, we've definitely done this one before. Well, why not? Is that our sentiment? F Your Enemy? Yeah. Or should we, like, bring them cookies? <laughs> Whatever. Bring them whiskey and Oreos. No, I said F Your Enemy. Except I'm not going to use that word because I'm, like, a prude. Yeah. And off we go. Uh, We'll see you guys next week, if not sooner. 
Take care of yourselves. May the Lord be with you all.